We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, Grinders! Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday or something, whatever you want to call it, Tuesday. And uh, NBA, we're still doing NBA. And uh, talking about DFS strategy, as we always do on this show, uh, joined by the people in the YouTube chat. Feel free to comment. Feel free to ask questions. Feel free to do whatever you want in the YouTube chat. Give me those thumbs ups. Thummy thumbs, thummy thumbs in the morning as you walk your way through the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Infamous talk, good morning. Suki Singh, good morning. Daniel Hutchings, good morning. This is a review show. I mean, if people are tuning in for uh, what's going on in a nine-game NBA slate tonight, who knows? We had a four-game slate last night, and uh, we had tons of shenanigans happening yesterday. Who's going to play for the Jazz? Apparently no one, okay? That's like they... What's going on with the Bulls, right? Is Zach Levine going to play? Then we found out he was going to play. And then we found out 15 minutes before lock that DeMar DeRozan was going to sit. Okay, they got to change stuff around there. And then uh, then, then Royce O'Neal, Joe Ingles, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, they're out for the Jazz. So now we have all these G-leaguers in there. You got Jared Butler and Trent Forrest and Eric Pascal and all those guys, Right. You got to figure out what's going on with the Bulls. You got the Pelicans situation. Is Devontae Graham going to play? It was only a four-game slate, and there was tons of shenanigans going on. But I, but I, I review it. I, 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 I made good lineups. I mean, I lost money, but but I, I think I did. I did fairly, fairly well with my lineup uh, builds. And how I how I judge that is is primarily. I mean, we have results DB here, and obviously I, I pulled up a whole bunch of uh, sharper players. They're, they're 150 sets or whatever. And uh, compare uh, my lineups to their lineups. And as well as like, what was the ownership that uh, the players came in on that it was I off on? Because I mean, my build process is very, very focused on, on ownership. 
on getting a certain amount of projection points for a certain amount of ownership. So, uh, so obviously, I, 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 I massage them myself. Uh, don't just use uh, the Roto Grinders uh, ownership projections, especially with Demar Derozan out. We got the, the Jazz players are out. You got, you got to, you got to figure stuff out on the fly. And uh, even, even with the Jazz stuff, I, 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 I kind of like changed their projections also because uh, I, I needed to build lineups. And uh, by the, by the, by the time the update came in, uh, I was already building new lineups. So, uh, so I, they were about correct. Uh, so what I like doing in the morning, like I, I leave my, uh, my lineup HQ open and, uh, I change the owner. I put the real ownership in for all the players that I had in my pool, which was fairly big for a four game slate. Right. I even went all the way down to, you know, Kenrich Williams and stuff like that. Does he show up in a lineup? Who knows? Right. But a four game slate, I don't, I don't mind getting further off, uh, the, you know, off the optimal lineup. Uh, projection wise, because uh, there aren't that many options, right? So, so what I like doing is that okay, we see what the ownership is here in Results DB, the new version of Results DB, and uh, and you see the field ownership. So what I do is I, I move this to the side. And you're not going to see it on the screen anymore, and I'll go through, and it's easier if I do it team by team, I guess, and go through team by team, and put in the actual ownership. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go to the Knicks. The Knicks, okay, the, I, I had, uh, I had uh, Barrett and Quickly in my pool, right? So Quickly came in in 2.5, which is about right. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not going to put in the points or whatever. Uh, so let me, let me put in three, round up. And then R.J. Barrett came in at 11, 11.1. Okay, then we go over to uh, Cleveland. Let's, let's take a look at Cleveland. Cleveland. Right, because once once Jared Allen got ruled out, it, it, it bumped up a bunch of the people here. Uh, Kevin Love, I had a twenty eight. I have him. I had him at over owned at twenty eight, and uh, he came in at thirty six. So I would have gotten even less of him. So uh, it wouldn't have mattered either way. He did well. Uh, Evan Mobley came in at twenty three. Yeah, I got a bunch of him. Darius Garland came in at nineteen or twenty. Okay, close. Okoro, I didn't play. Dean Wade came in at five instead of six. Okay, close. Uh, Rondo came in at 1.3. I, I put fo- Sometimes I just, I have a floor of, of, of ownership. Anytime it's like two or four or something. Because once I start putting down downs to one, you know, then I start getting too much of them. So uh, Rondo came. Rondo came in at, at one one point three. Jetty Osman came in at six point six. Okay, so we we got all these guys. Now let's go over to Chicago, right? And their value kind of opened up with the uh, with guys out, all right? So we take a look at Vooch at twenty three, one twenty three point seven, and I got a ton of Vooch. I played a lot more Vooch than Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., 6.2. I had him at 10 because I had to manually adjust these guys because the Rosen's out, and wh- how, how do we shift all these people around? So Troy Brown is 6. Tyler Cook came in at 2. I thought he would come in a way higher. Uh, Javante Green, barely anyone played him, 1.2. Zach Levine came in at 21. I thought he was over-owned. 
He ended up playing like one minute less than he would normally play. And Kobe White came in at 11. Okay, close enough. Then we go over to OKC. Shy came in at 35.7, so I was close enough. Okay. Josh Giddy came in at 11 point. Okay, he came in way lower. 11.4. Dort came in at 10.7. Kenrich came in at 1.5. Robinson Earl came in at 1.9. And Baisley came in at 2. Okay. Let's go over to Indiana. So this is something that you could do in the morning. I'm just, that's what I'm showing you. I'm showing you exactly what I do in the morning. That's the whole point of this show. What do I do at 11 o'clock in the morning? Or sometimes 12, right? Sometimes earlier, whatever. Review the past slate. Okay, so Karis Levert came in at, at 23. Yeah, I, I would have gotten even, I barely got Levert to begin with. So I'm going to get even less of him at 23. Goga came in at 17.8. Oh, close. Okay, 18. Jeremy Lamb came in at 13. Yeah, the Lamb, the Lamb, I got kind of screwed up on because all the Utah players got shifted around. So obviously he's going to come in less here, which means I'm going to get more of them. Torrey Craig, 5.5. Okay, that's pretty good. And let's take a look at the Pelicans. I'm only showing you this on a slate like today because it's a four-game slate. You think I'm going to do this tomorrow for a nine-game slate? We'll be here all day. I mean, I, I, I'm going to do it personally, but maybe not on the show. So let's go to uh, New Orleans. We have a bunch of people that was that was viable. Jonas came. Yeah, I had him at 34. He came in at 49.7, which means I would a lot more Vooch, a lot less Jonas. Uh, Herbert Jones, 31.6. Uh, directionally fine. What did Garrett tell you? Yeah, Garrett, yeah, everything got shifted around because of Forrest and Butler and, and all the jazz guys. So that this ownership is going to be a little bit off. Yeah, 14 for da- Garrett Temple. Devontae Graham, 13. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 14. Jackson Hayes barely was owned, but one point three. Josh Hart, 26. Okay, close. Good. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Phoenix. Okay, Cameron Johnson, 49.4. Yeah. So some of the ownership came down on Johnson because of the Jazz guys. So he's going to come down to 49. Devin Booker, 26.6. Bismack came in at 11.8. And Chris Paul came in at 25.2. Okay. Not, Not bad. And let's go to Utah, finally. Okay. Clarkson, I put down at 42. And he came in at 37. And I had a ton of Clarkson. Jared Butler, 10, right on the dot. Trent Forrest, 25.8. So I was close. Eric Pascal, 15. Hassan Whiteside, 27. Elijah Hughes, 2. Daniel House, 8. Because we didn't have a starting lineup, right? Uh, Rudy Gay, 24. Yeah, 24. I was more likely, even though House and Gay started, I was more likely to play more Hughes than Pascal. Because once you take Clarkson off the court, like who who the hell shoots the ball? So I figured that that, that the guys that didn't start actually had a, had a higher upside than the guys in the lineup with, with Jordan Clarkson and Hassan Whiteside there. And it's reflected in the projections as well. 
Okay, so I'm going to bring this back. Okay, so now that I adjusted all the ownership, I'm still using the same projections that I used, but I reflected all the ownership of the players. Now I'm going to go into build rules. I'm going to go, I just want to, I want a diverse set, right? Three unique players. My max total ownership for any lineup, I maxed out at 220 uh, as I was building. I mean, I had ones that were lower, right? I had all across the entire spectrum. But now I'm just looking at, give me 100 lineups that have a max ownership of 220, three unique players, just to get, get a sense of what these lineups look like, more or less than what I, what I originally had. Okay, so I'm going to build 100 here. Just to get a sense. So obviously I'm going to get, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get less love. I'm going to get less Jonas. Like the guys that I didn't have as much of to begin with, right? I get a lot of Mobley. Right, which what I mean, I already had a lot of mobility to begin with. Oh, I got okay. I got to I got to shift all these when I'm when I'm doing late swaps. I got I, I'm putting in some some hard coded kind of stuff in here just to make sure I maintain some of my lineups. So let me get rid of this, right? Because I don't want to force anything in. I want to see what naturally comes up. Once I changed, once I changed the ownership, like Cam Johnson, I had it like 58 and he came in at what, 49, which means I should get more of him, right? Because the more owned they are, their projection doesn't change. That means I would be getting less of them in general. Okay. So let's run that. Everything's clear. Let's run a hundred again. Do, 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 do. DJA Dog 3K, who would you say is the best people to study in results DB? I would go to the Roto Grinders rankings and study those people. It's kind of weird that Roto Grinders has rankings that you could just say, who are the best players? Well, probably the people that are top 50, top 100, whatever. Okay, now here we go. Right, okay, so Vooch, like compare, comparing to kind of the exposures, kind of the types of lineups that I was building. Uh, yesterday, I built 42 lineups. So I had a ton of Vooch. I had a ton of Clarkson. Okay, I had a ton of Forrest. A ton of Shai Gillis-Alexander. ton of Evan Mobley. I had less Cameron Johnson, but I'm getting more now because his ownership came down. I had Pascal. I had a bunch of Booker. I had Troy Brown. Yeah, I mean, I would have had less Jeremy Lamb. Okay, less, less Jeremy Lamb. Uh, see, I mean, I mean, take a look at Kevin Love. I mean, I, I that's about as much as I had. I didn't have much Kevin Love. I would have gotten a little bit less white side, right? I'm just looking through some of this, right? Tyler Cook, still would even even at two percent, I right? Karis Levert, I would have had less of. Okay, but especially at the top, like I don't see how my lineups would have changed all that much. In general, I would have I would have had a lot, a lot of Evan Mobley, who, I mean, got 37 points, but they ain't going to cut it. I wouldn't have had much uh, Kevin Love. I wouldn't have had much Levert, regardless of the ownership, right? So it's like taking a look at the lineups that I did build. Or if we go here, right? So you can see my, this is my late swap exposures, right? So Vooch, Clarkson, 
Gilgis SGA. So here, here's the main difference. White side, like lamb. RJ Barrett, which I couldn't change out of. So what, what does RJ Barrett look like in my in my in my this 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 hundred, this fake hundred? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, RJ Barrett, 13%. So basically, White side and Barrett. I wouldn't have played as much of based on the construction, based on just this 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 test run. But still, Booch, Clarkson, Forrest, SGA. Pascal Book. I mean, it, it, most of these guys did fine. I mean, that's what I said. My lineups, I mean, I lost money, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy with my lineups. Based on the projection versus ownership. Right, looking through these types of, yeah, I mean, this is what kind of what my lineups look like. Right, I have a good lineup, and then you have like Jeremy Lamb, Evan Mobley with only 37, right? Pascal got 19. Which isn't the end of the world for thirty three hundred. Okay, but this is what I do, right? Put in the actual ownership, use the projections that you would have used, and see how the lineups would have differed. Had I known, that's what you're trying to. That's what you're trying to test. Had I known this information, would my decisions have changed? Would my output have changed? And see where it changed. Oh, but if they did well, if they didn't, it doesn't matter to me. Kevin Love, I didn't have that much of because he was over-owned for his projection. He came in higher-owned, which means had I known that, I may have had even less of him. So it doesn't matter that Kevin Love had a good game. I don't care about the actual results. Peter Ortenberg, in a situation like last night, should you try to fill your lineup swaps to max salary and not focus so much on projections? I don't. I don't understand. I have no idea what you. What you I don't know what you're. What you're trying to imply? After all the scratches of key players, aren't the projections not as important? No, the projections are even more important. When would the projections not be important? I, I don't. I, I don't get the question to begin with. In a situation like last night, should you just try to fill your lineup swaps to max salary? But what happens if you don't need the max salary? I, I, I don't I don't understand. Uh, let's see. Right, Rupster says they're still important. Even salary is fine as long as the lineup's still projected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in a situation like last night, you should worry more about projections. I mean, like, would you rather play a lineup that projects for 278 that leaves 2,200 on the table or a lineup that projects for 270 that uses all the salary. No, you'd rather have the higher projected line. It doesn't matter what the salary is. Okay. But we can see across the board, you could look in uh, in uh, lineup HQ in, uh, in results DB. Powered now by Fantasy Labs. But you can see across the board, I mean, most people had Joe Val and Kevin Love like across the board, right? I didn't. I had more white side yet. We still had like Chipotle Attic, Hishbu. Had more white side. Took it like Evan Mobley. I had a lot of Evan Mobley, and some people were up and down, like the Colts and Magneto and Petty Theft barely have any. Uh, but obviously, the people that that have a lot of love probably don't have that as much uh, Evan Mobley. Still, I didn't have much Levert. 
It's just like looking through. These are all in Pascal is all like late swaps. Garrett Temple, Devontae Graham. Daniel House here, Jared Butler. Anything on the way on the bottom? Oh, okay. Take a look-see. But some people didn't switch to that much Clarkson. Like, there was still plenty. Like, Utica had, like, all of the Clarkson. Right? Chipotle at 59%. Petty theft, 72%. It's only so much swapping you could do if you have a lot of, you know, games that are already locked. Eh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, what's, go- what's going on today? What's going on today? What do we got today? Injured, 10. So Anthony Davis is probable. Then we got Fox, Hayward, Clay, Patrick Beverly. Apparently projects really well if he plays. 28 minutes, 4,300. Let's take a look. Oh, we got a decently projected players today. As of right now, as of, as of what? I, maybe let, let me refresh this. As of 546 in the morning, it means no one's come in and, and manually done anything yet. Now we still got that. So we got Embiid, Harden, Jokic. Got a lot of high-priced guys that have good uh, salary-adjusted values. So we're going to get, it's going to be, what, a lot of like, ups and downs builds, stars and scrubs. NAW, Beverly, and two, two, uh, two studs. Let's take a look. What was, like, the optimal look like? Right. No, not even two studs. I mean, not even Embiid, no Jokic, right? Because you're fitting in Pirtle, Eric Gordon, Harden. You got Graham and Walker in here. Harden and Mills. Okay. But this doesn't look like that bad of a slate. As of right now, as of right now, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we have no idea. Like, let's go back to, uh, where can I find this? What does the, the injury report look like? We could get this uh, Roto Grinders premium, right? So I'm looking at the Situation Room and Meansy's uh, Core Plays article, which is not really Core Plays; it's more of an overview. So look, Durant's out, Irving's out, Fox is questionable. So that's going to be a big impact one, right? George is out, Ingram's doubtful, Davis is probable. Lillard's out indefinitely. These are these are all out, out, outs. Take a look at the, the lay of the land. Right, what we don't know. We have a whole bunch of people here. It's gonna matter that I guess Fox is the big one. And I guess Beverly. Right. What's gonna happen on the back to back with the Pelicans? Uh James Harden, a good play, obviously, and Bean and Jokic, right? You, you get this entire article if you're premium. Rotogrinders.com slash premium. It goes over an overview of the slate. I just like looking through. Okay. Just get the lay of the land, especially since I, I have no idea what's going on. 
And all this stuff is going to change anyway, right? Right, that's what happens. But taking a look look at this right now, I mean, I mean, guys like Patrick Beverly may be a key piece because he's 4,300. Hmm, looking through. Right, we have to wait for more of a manual update for ownership versus uh, projections. Uh, so I don't know what to talk. I don't know what to talk about. We could run some lineups, I guess. Right. If we run, like, let's see. Whatever. Let's 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 run. Let's just uh, get a whole whole swath. Hundred and fifty. Whatever. At the current ownership, this is like just a sample run. Run one hundred and fifty, and let's start knocking out lines. I don't think it's going to matter at, at at this point. Even if we take a look game by game, like Denver, Detroit, not much here. Clippers, Wizards, oh, awful. Charlotte, Toronto. We got Toronto side people. Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans will be fine. They'll be chalky. How about Philadelphia? Yeah, I guess I guess that may be one of the chalkier games. Sacramento, not good. I mean, this is assuming Fox is in. Boston, eh. Lakers, Brooklyn. Other than the stars, not much. Okay, here we get some lineups. So at our current projections, you're getting a ton of Patrick Beverly, a, co- a ton of Nikhil Alexander Walker, a lot of Pascal, Derek White, Embiid. Jokic, you're getting more, you're actually getting more Embiid than James Harden. But I think it's primarily due to Beverly, NAW, Gordon. You could fill those guard spots, maybe a little bit easier. It's not in the, it, it's in the top lineup, but not in like all of these 150s. So let's let's get rid of some lineups: 212, 215, 210, 205, 198. And we beat 198, 197. Of course, as with ownership as it is now, projections. I mean, this all of these numbers will be changing. But if we go by the numbers as of now, let's see what some of the best projected versus ownership type lineups there are. 193, 188. One eighty eight. One eighty eight oh nine. Can we beat that? Okay, one eighty eight oh nine. I probably should have done less for time purposes. 184, 184, 180. I got rid of the 180. Up, oh, whoops. Gotta beat 180. We just remove, or we just remove. We just, I mean, I, I could just speed this along. Like I said, this is an this is an exact, and all this, all these numbers are going to change. 179. What I do this for is to see what players make up lineups that are higher projected for lower ownership. 178, can we do 179? 178. 177. 
Okay, we got we found some we found some lineups. Seventy-seven, one seventy-five, and you could always ask your questions in the YouTube chat. Hit that thumbs up button. Okay, so what do we have to beat? Oh, I got a one sixty-seven down here. Okay, there's a one sixty-seven. We almost done. Yeah, let's just let's just delete all the lineups below. Delete that one. So we got what? 15 lineups. Okay. A ton of Derek White, apparently. A lot of Derek White. Patrick Beverly, Eric Gordon, James Harden. So let's see by 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 position. Like that, those centers. Right? You're playing more Pirtle as of right now. Or Isaiah Stewart. Jackson A's always seems to come up. Point guard. It looks like a lot of Derek White. What's his price? Six thousand. Is it? Is that is something going on with the Spurs that makes Derek White that great of a play today? Possibly. Someone out, or just did, did, is is he getting more minutes? I mean, what what's going on? Like I said, I I I I played what three or four slates last week, and then haven't played for two months. So where's the Spurs? No, they seem to be fairly fairly full full strength to an extent. As I guess he's playing a little bit more minutes, right? So thirty three, thirty three. Right, if he's if he's playing more like thirty three than twenty eight to thirty. I guess that's where it's going, right? Because, I mean, we got everyone in here. Lonnie Walker, Calvin Johnson, Murray, McDonough. I mean, they play all these guys, right? So we have Derek White in for 32 minutes. That's why. Okay. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense now. But compared to his, his ownership, there's only 25% owned. I guess, I guess he fits in. Or maybe it's a weak shooting guard position. What do shooting guards look like on the slate? Yeah, I guess so. I guess, yeah, shooting guard is a weak position. I mean, most of these guys are, are also eligible at a point guard or small forward. So what does small forward position look like? Yeah, small forward is fairly weak also. Right, so Gordon Mills, you pay up a little hard in Ananobi, and a shooting guard, you're getting NAW, Derek White, McCollum, Gordon, Hard Ananobi, okay. So maybe that that that's that's a little bit more of the reason why Derek White's showing up a bunch. Just a, a, a positional scarcity. Power forward, yeah. That's why we're getting a lot of Pascal Siakam at the power forward position. Like he's projected almost four points higher than the next than anyone underneath him. Let me take a look at point guard. Yeah, point guard is a strong position today, right? So really, the opportunity cost on, on not playing Harden, you have a bunch of shooting guards to play and point guards to play. Then center, and center's fairly strong also. I mean, yeah, you got Siakam in there, but you don't have to play him beat or Jokic. 
Uh, Christian Wood, Jakob Pertl, still have Valanciunas there. You take a flyer on Isaiah Stewart, I guess. Just assessing the slate, this is what you would do, right? But it's 1130 in the morning. So, like, like these numbers are going to change. I, this guy's in. That guy's out. This guy's whatever. Just looking through. Getting, getting, getting accustomed. The lay of the land. And then run some lines. And that's pretty much all you could do. That's all you could really do in the morning. And then you come back to this at, like, 530 Eastern. Like, I will literally, I won't, I won't even pay attention. Wait for that 5.30 p.m. Eastern injury report. Turn on your alerts if you have the Roto-Grinders app. Anything of consequence, you'll, you'll, you'll get alerted to. You'll get a notification. Then around 6 o'clock, an hour before lock, then you start building lineups. We got one, two, three, four. We got four games early at 7 o'clock, then two at 7.30, then one at 8, and then a big drop, and then we got two at 10. I like the fact we got we got early games. It's not uh, I I don't like when it's like one game early and then a lot of it's backloaded. Then that they, they, you know that's a late swap type of type of night. This is like you know by by eight by at, right after eight o'clock. Like most of the lineups, like you're gonna be you're gonna be done. Even I mean, if we take a look at even even the projections currently for the late games, Dallas, no one's gonna be like. Standing out, right, based on these projections. Golden State, no. Their ownership is going to be fairly low, pretty low. Minnesota, right, you need the Beverly News, right? And then Portland, you got McCollum, Simons, Nurkic. Okay, there'll be some, a little bit there. I'm saying most of the ownership is going to be 8 o'clock or below. So two late games. How many, how many, how many late swap opportunities are they going to be? Probably not much. I'm saying from a perspective that your lineups don't have much wiggle room anymore. Okay. YouTube chat is open if you got it. If you got anything to say, speak now or forever hold your peace. Sometimes these shows are short because why, why wouldn't they be? What else can we talk about? We reviewed yesterday's slate. I mean, I reviewed as Go through that process of how I went through and changed the ownership and reran lineups and said, is, is, would, would I have done anything differently had I known? That's how you should be reviewing slates. Use results DB. Check, you know, top players. What do their lineups look like? Then go through and then load up the today's slate and see, like, get a, get a hang on what positions look, look, look weaker than others. What teams, what what uh, what the questionable tags are out. So that's pretty much all you could do to plan for NBA this early. The numbers are the numbers, right? Our projections team will update the numbers. Our ownership, uh, you know, Tuttle and and Jimino, they'll take care of the ownership. We got the we got like seven guys on the projection team. They'll take care of the projections. Everything's being done for you. All you have to do is now take these numbers and just mesh them together for the contest that you're playing. That's why you should get Roto Grinders Premium. Get an NBA. Get just a, get a single sport NBA. The projections are the most worthwhile thing that you could get. You go to RotoGrinders.com/slash/premium, sign up for NBA, and you get access to everything everything NBA on on Roto Grinders. If you want a combo, 
right? Because you're going to play MMA. You're going to play golf. Obviously, MLB is coming back, supposedly, hopefully, uh, coming back in April. I think you could always switch to a combo subscription then. And you get to use Lineup HQ. You get to use all the tools and everything, right? If you want $10 off your first month, click on the link in the description or in the chat. Uh, Eli put it in the chat also. Daniel Hutchins asks, what are your thoughts on fading a game because of high roster uncertainty? In large slates, you often have so many choices, you might not be giving up much if you're careful with ownership. Well, it depends. I mean, obviously, that depends on who's who's available in that game. What what could they be projected for? High roster uncertainty. Typically, I lean into those situations. I mean, it, it, if no one projects well, regardless of if it's a certain or not, then I don't, I don't care that much. But I, I like, I, the more uncertainty there is on a slate, the, the more I enjoy the slate. Man, I, I, the, use the word enjoy. I don't enjoy the slate. The more edge there is. I want the uncertainty. I embrace the uncertainty. Right? People, everyone played Rudy Gay yesterday. And I played a bunch of Elijah Hughes. Do I even know who Elijah Hughes is? No. But House and Gay started. And Gay is historically a good fantasy point per minute player. So that's why people gravitated to Gay. It's like, why can't I? Why why don't I play the 3K guys? Why don't I play the guys on the second unit? They're they're playing with like an eight-man rotation. What do I care who starts and who doesn't start? If anything, the guy that starts has to deal with Jordan Clarkson chucking 40 balls. So I played more of the more Jad Butler, more Hughes. I mean, I did play Trent Forrest also. I played Eric Pascal. That's an uncertainty. People leaned into Rudy Gay. But it's really an uncertain situation. So I embrace those situations. But obviously, if there's roster uncertainty, is there a way that it could skew where a guy is, is an insane value? Right? Is there a guy that, like, is going to be 4,300 and project for 30 points if he gets 31 minutes. Like, then then it's worth doing. But if you see, there's no there's no way around it. They're playing with an 11-man rotation. We don't know what, we don't know the starters or anything, and they're all going to play 28 minutes. Like, I, that's an uncertain situation also, but is there, is, do you see a way for any of them to dramatically exceed value? If not, then I don't care about the uncertainty that much. And it's, 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 it's more certain that no one from the game does well from a GPP, like ceiling perspective. But that, to me, that's the determination. I don't mind, I don't mind uncertainty. I embrace uncertainty, but there has to be reward for it. Uh, Trey says, I still struggle with finding the perfect max ownership for a slate. There isn't, there, there isn't a perfect max ownership. As led that there's not, you can play any ownership you want. As long, as long as, as you give up projection, you gain, you, you get an ownership discount. You lose ownership. You can play lineups that are 30 points below the optimum. As long as they're also like 90% max total owned right you can play you can play lineups that are, that are 270 percent total ownership right towards the top you could play any anywhere any slice of that pie 
You don't have to p- play everything within a certain slice. So like yesterday, I played some lineups that were only three points off the optimal. I also played lineups that were 30 points off the optimal. The point, the lineups that were 30 points off the optimal were very contrary. And I played those in the, in the largest of fields. The $100 Showtime single entry, that's, that's like my, where my highest projected lineup goes. Like the $40 single entry, those, those I don't have to give up. I'm not going to give up 20 points. For those contests, it's, it's unnecessary. The payoff isn't worth it. But when it's 100K to first in a 30,000 entry contest, some of my lineups are this, are this owned. Some of my lineups are this owned. Some of my lineups are this owned. It's a, it's a diverse swap. It's not like I find this range and I play 20 lineups from this range. You could if you want. And then your lineups aren't going to be all that diverse. You're going to have like 80% of something, which is fine if you want to. So I have some chalkier lineups that have a, like one, two pivots. I have some lineups that are much more contrarian that are like four V4s. Then I have some lineups at the bottom, you know, a handful, two or three at the bottom where it's like YOLO, <laughs> YOLO, right? Those types of lineups that project well for their ownership, but their ownership is very low. And 24, 25 points below the optimal. You could, do, you could do any of those. You could play, you could play a lineup that is a total ownership of eight percent, right? Eight one eight one percent owned guys. You could. Now you probably have to play a contest that has like a million entries in it for it to be worthwhile. Is there one that is there a contest like that? No. So it's probably negative EV regardless. You get to a certain point where the projected, I'm playing a lineup that's 90 points below optimal. Like, like what size contest would you need to play to give up that many points? 50 million entries? I mean, like, if there's no contest like that that exists, then there's no point in playing that lineup. But I'm getting all the ownership with, yeah, sure, yes. Yes, you are. But your, your, your win chances are absurdly low. That the probability of you coming in first place regardless of the ownership is low enough that if you played this a million times, you'd still, you wouldn't still be losing. Okie doke. So uh, yeah. So uh, click on that thumbs up button on your way out the door on your way out the door, ups or downs. doesn't matter. I don't think it matters for the YouTube out of the room. Uh, and uh, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We'll have a grinders live later today, right? Grinders live is still here. That's free. Right, five, five, ten, five, ten. I think uh, on on this channel. Then cr- uh, pr- uh, crunch time for premium members, and you get a Roto Grinders premium subscription. Rotogrinders.com/slash/premium. Ten dollars off your first month by clicking on the link in the description, and, uh, and we'll we'll go over what happened. Any, anything that we, we talked about about this slate, I'm assuming by by seven hours from now is going to be completely different, right? So whatever I say, oh, you're going to play this guy. And then that guy, and Siakam, he can be out. Who knows? We have no idea what's going on. But we'll review it tomorrow and answer your DFS strategy questions, as I always do, on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com. <laughs>